Auto Parts. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ESPN 1420, KPEL Lafayette. ESPN 1033, K277DQ Lafayette. A Town Square media station. ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Scott. The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. CSP and Lafayette on a Monday. Kind of feels like a... I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't call it a Manic Monday. Some people use Manic Mondays, the phrase, to describe, you know, the the weekend that was in sports if it wasn't good. And you know what? Sometimes after a rough weekend on the gridiron, maybe you would characterize the mood as high energy for the wrong reasons. I, I just, I don't, I don't have that energy right now to just have this maniacal reaction to what unfolded over the weekend. Now, in Baton Rouge, LSU played New Mexico. They shut them out 38-0. They looked fine. They were 31.5-point favorites. They covered the spread. They shut them out. First shutout since 2018. Good for them. Boy, for the Cajuns, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And everybody's talking about a two-quarterback system and this and that. And it, I, I, I think that's not... To me, the, the the worry on offense, there's just too many self-inflicted wounds as a whole. Because they shouldn't have lost that game. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have lost that game. But special teams had just huge errors at the worst possible times. And right now, the Cajuns don't have much of a rushing offense. And that, to me, is a bigger concern about uh, uh, with the team right now. If you eliminate a couple of the, you know, the, the late, great, big Dave Thibodeau, you'd call them SIWs. Too many SIWs got self-inflicted wounds. 
You take away some of those critical SIWs, it's a different result on Saturday. We're going to talk to Coach Michael Desimo coming up at 7.15 and get into uh, the um, you know the unfortunate loss on Saturday, being 2-2, two and two, homecoming coming up, where are they going, where they need to improve, what his takeaway was, how he feels after watching the tape, which I know he does the day after. And then you got the Saints. Who, when we went into this season, many of us agreed that all the Saints needed to be offensively was average. Just be in the middle of the pack. Right there. 16th, anywhere between 14 and 18. Because with the defense and with special teams, which wasn't good yesterday. In fact, it was bad. But chalk it up to an off day on special teams. Whatever. The point is, with the defense and special teams, the offense only needed to be at competent. Just league average. And they're nowhere Close to it right now. They lost to a bad football team. And you know what kind of football team loses to bad football teams? That's right. Bad football teams. Maybe it will become a manic Monday. Start getting me going on the Saints. I mean, for crying out loud. Like, Will Lutz, you missed 48 yards? Getting kicks blocked. The Saints have scored 38 points in the fourth quarter this season. The the, the other nine quarters that they've played this year, they've scored 13 total points. The Saints have thrown four interceptions. They've fumbled four times. Remember in 2019, that pretty good team that went 13-3? They had eight turnovers the entire season. You You see what I'm getting at here? This is a bad Bad team right now. It's a bad team right now. Well, can they turn it around? I don't know. That's something we could talk about. We could sort it out. But when I look at the Cajuns, I would tell you, don't give up on them. Don't do that. Don't give up on them. And for the Saints, maybe it's the same thing. Don't give up on them. They've gotten off to rough starts before. But the problem is, now with all these wide receivers injuries, And the Jameis just looking bad. It looks bad. See, some of you were trying to convince me that he was going to be an MVP candidate, which was ridiculous. But what I did buy in is, can he just be similar to what he was whenever he played last season? Protect the football. Don't have to do anything too crazy. I mean, I remember arguing with Gus on this show. It would be ridiculous to try to run the, the Saints offense that Drew Brees ran with, with Jameis Winston. you got to change it up. You can't be. And again, critical errors at critical times. Cost the Saints. It wasn't like Carolina went in and rolled. I mean, the, the defense had an awful play. An awful play. They've been on the field for a while. P.J. Williams. I mean, he didn't even get close to tackling. Was it Chenault? Carolina is not good, and they beat up the Saints. 
And now the Saints are having a bunch of injuries. And the team has zero awareness when it comes to identifying blitzers. And if you're a coach, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And right now, this isn't a well-coached football team. Guys, it's almost as if losing uh, uh, an all-time great quarterback one season and then a really great coach the next season is really hurting the team right now. But again, you can look at this team on paper and say, I get it, on paper. Well, they're they're better overall on the roster. They got more talent. They're better here. They're better there. Hey, Jameis, if he just does what he did last year before he got hurt, they and yeah, if it was just some kind of competent offense, the Saints would be okay right now. Carolina is not good, y'all. They're not. And and you know, outside of when the Saints go hurry up and a team's playing a lot of prevent, you know what Carolina did? They saw the Saints go down the field quickly. And they said, we're not going to do what Atlanta did in week one. We're going we're to get back to blitzing here. And guess what? It worked because the Saints can't defend the blitz worth a, worth a hoot. I'll use that word to be polite here on a Monday morning. Look, when you start losing, everyone is looking for a place to blame. And Dennis Allen said afterwards, I get it. I feel confident in Jameis. We need to do better. That's what we're going to do. Oh, but he's injured. Oh, okay. He shouldn't be playing. But the, re- the reality is this, guys. I-, I don't know that if Andy Dalton comes in, it's just suddenly going to be great. I mean, a devastating fumble by Kamara resulted in a return for a touchdown. D- just six drive-killing penalties. A pair of botch snaps all in the first three quarters. So you can't just think that, oh, if you put in Andy Dalton, oh, it's all going to be great. I don't know that yesterday's disaster can all be pinned on Jameis. Certainly he wasn't good. He missed on throws. He overlooked some wide, you know, wide open receivers. But that, you know, no points when you get in the red zone before halftime. Because the interceptions, look, one was tipped by a blitzing cornerback. The other, he's just heaving the ball up in the final seconds trying to make something happen. But, you know, he had a number of other throws that probably should have been picked. Michael Thomas got hurt yesterday. Jarvis Landry got hurt yesterday. Traquan Smith got hurt yesterday. Not too good. I'm not interested in cosmetic stats during garbage time. So if you want to be glass half full, you got to just tell yourself, look, all the Saints need is to improve a few things offensively. If they can just be confident, then they can start winning some games. If you want to be realistic, you can look at the offense through the first three games and say, right now, it's bad. People are trying to compare this to 2002. Oh, they should have played Jake DeLone, but they kept there in Brooks. This is nothing like that. The Saints were 9-4 and four that year, and Aaron Brooks couldn't throw the ball five feet because his shoulder was gone. Jameis still has velocity on his ball. It's, 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 you know, he does. He's throwing the ball deep. It's just off. Can't identify blitzers. Eight turnovers in three games. Eight. (sighs) I got to take a breath. I don't know what kind of Monday you'll call it, but it ain't a good one. Inglorious, inglorious Mondays. But you know what? It's just sports, okay? 
And I know that's why you're here, and I know that's why you're listening, because you care about sports. And we're going to get into other things that happened over the weekend, some other stories out of the NFL. The Dolphins, you know, my boy Thomas Morstead managed to, to punt the ball literally into the butt of a teammate, and they still won the game, a great game, in dramatic fashion. Dolphins fans are having their moment right now with this start, and they deserve it. Good for them. There's some stories out of the NFL, but we're going to focus a lot on the Saints, on the Cajuns. You know, we talk LSU, but there's really not a ton. I'll say this, shout-out Jack Betch. Brian Kelly said he was going to get him more involved. He did. But, you know, they get an SEC play next week. Back in SEC play, rather. You know, coming up, you know, beating New Mexico. Eh. UL losing at ULM, oof, it's not good. Saints losing at Carolina, oof, it's not good. Well, it's a long season. It is. It is. Coach Michael Desimo, win or lose, always joins me Monday mornings after the weekend games, which I appreciate. Sure, there are other things you'd rather be doing than rehashing what unfolded Saturday night, but we're going to do it. Going to ask him about it, break it down a little bit, take a look at what comes up this week, the next opponent, and more. It's all coming your way. This is the Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Need a job? We've got them. Lofton Staffing Services has immediate openings for security guards, warehouse workers, order pickers and fillers, landscapers and groundskeepers, shipping clerks, general laborers, and logistics coordinators. These are great paying positions, working for great companies. You can work full-time or part-time. There's no fee, and at Lofton, you get paid the week you work. Call Lofton Staffing Services right now at 269-0500. That's 269-0500. Lofton Staffing Services. You wash your hands and brush your teeth, but what about your nose? How do you clean your nose? With Navage. Navage pulls saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out allergens, mucus, dirt, and germs, and it's why nose cleaning is the next evolution in daily personal hygiene. People try Navage for lots of reasons. Sinusitis, allergies, snoring, things that make it hard to breathe through your nose. But over time, they also find that cleaning their nose makes them feel better, a lot better. Nearly 3 million Navaj users have written more than 100,000 reviews, averaging 4.7 stars, saying things like, best product I've ever used, and amazing, I love my Navaj. That's because Navaj helps you breathe better, sleep deeper, and snore less. But the biggest payoff is improved health. Here's the key point. Navaj is good personal hygiene, and it's going to help you stay healthier. At Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Bed Bath, Target, and online. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Hear ye, hear ye. Thanks for coming to the town square. First, I'd like to tell you about Steve. He's a plumber. I hear he does good work. Also, Tim. He's this new thing called a dentist. Oh, and Monica. She has a new vegan restaurant. I didn't even know that was a thing yet. Anyway, if you need those things, just wander around town and try to find them because the internet hasn't been invented yet, so I don't know. This isn't the olden days. Now, word of mouth has gone online. At Town Square... We can show you how to harness the power of your existing word of mouth and amplify it online. Go to townsquarelocal.com for a free local customer analysis where you can see how many local customers you could reach online. Visit townsquarelocal.com and be the Town Square today. Employee onboarding? Automated. Hmm. 
Customer support. Automated. What if you could automate all your company's routine operation tasks and do it easily? Uh, lead management. Automated. With Zapier, you can. Zapier is the leader in no-code automation. Connect over 5,000 apps, automate almost any workflow, and streamline your team's performance without hiring a developer and with no coding required. That's right. Zapier's templates make it simple for you to automate anything in minutes, no matter your level of expertise. Zapier eliminates routine tasks and frees your employees to focus on the bigger picture. And with Zapier's advanced security features and annual SOC 2 audits, your data is safe and secure. See why thousands of companies, including Slack, Salesforce, and HubSpot, trust Zapier to automate their businesses. Even complex tasks? Automated with Zapier. Try Zapier for free today at zapier.com slash radio. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R dot com slash radio. Zapier dot com slash radio. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette joining me now as he does every Monday during football season. The head coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns, Coach Michael Desimo. Good morning, Coach. Um, I'd ask you how you're feeling. I know how competitive you are. It's a new week, but, um, you know, coming off of a loss, I know uh, none of them are fun, as you told me last week, right? The losses always kind of stick with you a lot longer than the wins. So how are you feeling this Monday? Yeah, I mean, you know, like we talked about last week, you, you just got you got to keep moving forward, and I think that's uh, it's a challenge sometimes because you know you, you get hung up on on the last week and and why you didn't find a way to win and why you didn't finish it out and why you didn't do those things. But the reality of it is, is you got to look back, you got to see, you know, see the mistakes that you made. You got to figure out a way to fix it so that you can win the next week. So it's. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit as a, as a team. Said it, it's a little bit like a twelve round fight. You know, you, you got to just stay in the fight. You got to fight the next round, and you got to keep coming back. You got to make adjustments in the corner, and you got to come back and fight the next fight. So, you know, we're going to keep doing that. And uh, you know, the good part about it is that you know every week you got a new one to move on to. So that's kind of that's just what you got to do, man. You got to keep it plugging. You got to get to the next one. Well, I'm sure it's not fun on Mondays to, to, to rehash what unfolded a little bit with us anyway. I know you got to do it with the team this week, but after watching the tape from Saturday, uh, what what stood out more to you than anything else? And the follow-up question is, was there something you noticed that during the course of the game maybe you didn't realize, man, I, I, I didn't realize how much or how big of an impact this was having in the moment? Yeah, I mean, so we we put it all to bed on Sunday. So for us, for for me on Monday, it's ancient history to be honest with you. Um, so you know, by the time we get to media and stuff on Monday, it's kind of we've already we've already done all that and moved on. But you know, the the biggest thing is, I mean, just the mistakes that we made that you know, it's just you haven't seen them in practice. You really some of them shoot you've never seen guys make, and and that's that's frustrating. You know, as a coach, you sit down, and you say, okay, well. What can we do to put our guys maybe in some more adverse situations? What can we do to put them in, in pressure, meaningful situations in practice and try to simulate what happens in the game? And, and that's what you always have to do as a coach is you've always got to look in the mirror and say, well, you know, if we're making this mistake, then there's certainly there's a reason that, that we are. Um, you know, I, I think it wasn't so much. We've got our staff does a good job in game of, of giving in game analysis of what's happening, you know, especially from upstairs and, that stuff was pretty good, you know. Really, uh, when we turned the tape on it, it matched up what was going on out there. Uh, offensively, you know, for us, it was 
the movement up front is something that we've got to we've got to continue to get we got to get better we got to get it fixed because that's that's the thing that's given us trouble particularly in the last two games running the ball is the movement and you know people are going to continue to do it as it shows up on tape so we've got to do a great job we've got to handle the movement and the combinations changing on the run uh, you know defensively I mean they had 164 yards offense on two plays so you, you got to limit the big plays you got to you got to stop the bleeding a little bit but. You know, our defense really has played well from the beginning. They've been put in some tough situations, you know, whether it be by the offense or special teams this past week. So, um, you know, a lot of the things that I thought were happening in the game, you know, you turn on the tape and it was. And it's the things that, you know, that, that we've – some of it, stuff we've been working on. And, and, unfortunately, you know, some of it was some new issues that popped up. So, you know, the, the, the special teams, you know, issues that we had, those – I haven't seen Eric Garrett drop a ball since – you know, Georgia Southern in 2019, you know, and you got some of these other things that, you know, snap issues and stuff like that that haven't shown up, you know, since fall camp started. So it's a, it's a team that's got to learn how to win together, and that's where we're at. And so we're going to keep working hard together, and we're going to figure this out. Um, and and we'll, end up, we'll end up having a good team by the time it's all said and done. Right now we show flashes of it, but, but you got to do it consistently to, uh, to, be, to be any good. Coach Mike Desimo, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, you, you talked about, I guess, the critical errors um, after the game. You said, uh, gosh, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. I think it was, you got to execute in critical situations. We didn't do it again. When you have the self-inflicted wounds, you know, when you lose a game, they get magnified. When you win, at least from the outside, they don't. But the timing of them, you know, uh, means so much. And, and, you know, it felt like on Saturday, Coach, the timing of them were... They were, they were, when they happen in those moments, they just get magnified. And uh, if you clean up a couple of, as the late grade big Dave Thibodeau would call them, SIWs, if you clean up, you know, if you eliminate a few of those, the, the end result is different on Saturday. You know, it's, it's like, I guess what I'm getting at, yeah. coaches, do you feel like there's a, there's a big fix to be at here? Do you feel like there's just a couple of things you need to clean up before you guys can really, as you said, start learning to win together? Well, I think it's a couple of things you need to clean up to find a way to win. And then I think as you do that, then you continue to make progress where you, you, you play better and you win the way that you want to win. Right. But the number one thing is always finding a way to win the game. And, you know, we, we're, it's not about style points or anything like that. It's about trying to find a way to close it out. And, you know, as a team, it, it, you can't relax in the middle of the game. You know, when it, when you have a lead and when you have things, you, you've got to continue to play with your foot on the gas. And, you know, we're going to continue to call it aggressively and we're going to continue to try to, to try to score points and set things up to do that. And on defense, certainly to stop them. Uh, but, but you can't, you can't let off the gas, you know, you got to keep your foot on it and you got to keep trying to push and keep trying to put the game out of reach. And for us, you know, again, it just, it comes down to those things. And I said, it, it it's, it just it is what it is in critical situations you have to execute you know we had two drives that we got the ball inside the 30 and we get nothing out of it on offense uh, you know it's it's things like that it, it's it's everyone doing their job everyone on this team has a job to do and you know that's coaches players staff everyone included everyone on this team's got a job and it, it's vital to us having success and everyone's got to do their job to the best of their ability on command basically they got to do it when it's time to do it and they've got to execute. So, you know, for all of us, it's really just about, we've just got to go back every day and you just got to fix the things that show up. And, 
it's a lot of little things, but it's a lot of little things, you know, so it's a big thing. Um, I just, I just really feel like this team's closer than what, than what it looks like. You know, this team is a lot closer than what it looks like. And, and for us, you know, I mean, there is no consolation prize. There's no moral victories. Um, you know, we expect to win and we're good enough to win. And so, you know, as a coach, that's our job and that's my job to, uh, to get these issues fixed and to go out there and to go play to the level where we can win football games. So, um, you know, like I said, everyone's got a job to do and, and that certainly <laughs> includes myself, uh, more than anyone. So this week, it's just, let's get back to work and let's, let's fix these things and let's go find a way to get back in the win column this week. Coach Michael Desimo, our guest, ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Prather. Um, Reese Burns took blame for the botch punt, your punter. He said the alignment was off. I'm going somewhere with this, though. He said he hated seeing on social media that Connor uh, Milleron was, was getting a lot of the blame. And I'm not making this about Reese. He's he's a great kid. Um, he's very active on social media. And, you know, he's he's donating to a charity. I mean, just a, just a great young man. What I want to expound mm-hmm. on, Coach, is – He's talking about social media, right? And I know this is something that, you know, back when you played, I mean, there was Facebook, but it was it was very different, right? Very different than it is now, all of social media. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you got a lot of guys in that locker room that have mainly seen a lot of love and praise over the last calendar year because there's there's a lot of wins last year. And, and, and you and I have talked a little bit about social media in the past, but how how do you, is it something you need to talk to your team about, about, look, Stay insulated right now in this locker room because, look, when things are good, you don't want to buy too much into that stuff. When things are bad, you don't want to buy too much into it. Like, there's, I guess there's a balance to it all, but how do you approach your players and making sure that they're, they're not, I guess, dwelling too much on what they see online whenever times are, are good or like right now when, you know, when there's, there's you know, back-to-back defeats? one of the things that as a team that we talk about that's you know truthfully one of our one of our core values is just ignore the noise and, and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad anything outside of this building really is irrelevant and you know I, I say that because we live in a world where people everyone's got a voice whether it doesn't matter what you know or don't know none of it really matters everyone's got a voice because of social media and then it's all the way that people feel live in the moment in lifetime. So, you know, I don't understand why, but it's just the way it is. Adults will be on a social media platform and they're going to tell the world exactly how they feel in that moment all the time. I feel so whatever. And it's, it's baffling a little bit. Um, but it's just the world that we live in. So for our kids, you know, we've talked about it from the beginning and, you know, um, yeah, people in the off season were talking about all this stuff that was, you know, they were they were talking about how great it's going to be and all these things, and it's never that great. It doesn't matter, you know. Last year, whenever we we lost to Texas and then we get off to a good start, it, it still it wasn't good enough. We still weren't good enough, and so that's the thing that we've talked to our team about is really the people outside of this building don't matter as far as their opinions go. Um, and I tell them all the time, you can't concern yourselves with the opinions of people that that aren't in it with you. Um, they just, they don't know. And so for us, believe me, we got plenty to work on without having to worry about outside distractions. And certainly people are going to say what they want to say and fans have the right to react the way they want to react. And you know, like I said, 
Saturday night. I mean, we're, we're not happy with the way we're playing right now either. So I get it. Uh, but, you know, for our kids, they, it certainly can't, they can't let outsider opinions and things like that. They can't let that dictate their value to this football team and the type of football team that we have and can have. Um, that's up to us to decide. It's not up to social media or the media or anyone else to decide. We've got to go out there and put in the work every day and we've got to decide what kind of team we're going to be. Um, and all the rest of that stuff is just outside noise. Your quarterbacks coach Chandler Fields, I thought his, his play was improved Saturday from the previous week. Overall, how did you feel about uh, the quarterback performance of, of both your guys? Yeah, I thought they both played better, you know, which was good. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, a quarterback is just is that type of position, you know, whenever you end up not winning, there's always, you can always find a hundred things that, Oh, if we'd have done this, you know, so it's always tough. But, um, no, the, the play was much better. Um, I thought those guys, you know, they're, they're competitive now. I mean, both of them, they, they are super competitive. And, uh, you know, they, they go out there and they, they fight for their team and they, they, they play the game the right way. So, um, you know, I was proud of them the way that they bounced back because I really didn't think we played very well uh, in, as a quarterback position. Um, in Rice, and so for them to bounce back against UO Monroe and come out and compete and play a lot better, I was I was really I was proud of them for that. You said, you know, to me, I guess back uh, in August, you didn't necessarily want to have a, a two quarterback system, but both players, their play since last spring, altered that a little. I mean, I, I got it's kind of an obligatory question. I have to ask you every week, but still, still all the same on the quarterback front as far as the way you guys have been utilizing the two. Um, you know, so last week against Monroe, we, we played Ben a little bit more than we had. Um, I decided to go every third series. Um, just felt like, you know, he played a little bit better than Chandler the, the previous two weeks and, um, you know, and just needed to play him a little bit more because if Chandler didn't play well against Monroe, then, you know, maybe we were going to have to go a little bit more that direction. But, you know, Chandler did play pretty well, so we just kind of went with every third series and, yeah, you know, this is definitely not the world that I saw us living in, um, you know, with Chandler, with with being, you know, two-to-one series. I, I didn't think that's the way it was going to work out, didn't want it to. But, um, you know, just that's just kind of where we're at right now, and I think both of them have played well in that. Um, you know, and every week you reevaluate it and you kind of see where you're at. And certainly this week, you know, is the same thing. We're going to, you know, we're going to continue to evaluate it and see where we're at and try to find out who gives us the best chance to win and, um, you know, we hadn't, both of those guys got banged up a little bit. I mean, I say banged up, I mean, they had a physical football game, so, um, I think they'll be fine, but you know, we haven't done anything physical yet. So we haven't even put on pads yet to Tuesday. We'll make sure that everybody's good to go physically and we'll continue to move forward and evaluate it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, nothing, you know, right now we're still moving forward the same way. And, you know, I mean, both of them are playing, playing well, and hopefully they'll both continue to play well. So in a nutshell, essentially it's, it's a week to week thing but it's also based on like the last year, right? Like it's not, it's not so much in the moment week to week, you'll make that decision. And some of it will be based on health and everything else, but it's also just based on a total body of work. Cause I know you like to say, it's not going to be one thing here or there as we approach this situation. It's going to be a combination of everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way that we decide to go into the game is pretty much the way we decide to go in the game. You know, if it's every third series or kind of whatever we're doing, I talk to them and let them know. And that's the way we do it. It's not a, it's not an emotional feeling. It's not a, I mean, that's, you know, it's just not, 
not the way that I that I like to do it, and I don't want to handle the quarterbacks that way. I think if you do that, then you know they they can rattle their confidence if they know this is the plan, this is how we're doing it. Then you know that's where we're at, and you know certainly at the end of the game, if if there's a if you're having some issues, then maybe you change it up a little bit to try to win the game at the end of the game. But yeah, I mean. You know, every week it's it's like anything. I mean, you know, guys compete every week for positions everywhere. Um, I said it last week. I mean, no one asked who's starting that field in every week. You know, it's just quarterback positions. Just got that kind of people just attracted to it, and that's the one that people care about the most for whatever reason. So, um, you know, I mean, it's really the same though. Those guys, I mean, they work hard for it, and they've they've put in a lot of work to go do it, and. Um, you know, I mean, Chandler has has started for us and really played well in most games. So, you know, we just gotta we just gotta keep you know keep evaluating and keep trying to get better and keep trying to put the best guy out there that helps our team to win. No doubt, ESPN Lafayette. I think just by nature of the position, right? A lot of us feel like it's the most important position in in sports. Um, and when saying that, you know, I hope it. I don't want it to come across as diminishing the entire football team, right? Because everyone plays a part and if one thing is out of sync it, it it can you know it it can throw it off you know there's there's a synergy to the team but i just yeah. think the way that that position and it's and it's it's been altered over the years and you know it's always been super important but as you know coach the game's evolved a little bit and um you know I remember back when you played. I mean, quarterback was was the number one talking point on game days too. When people would call in, they wanted to talk about yep. Jerry or you or you know Connor or Brad or Chris or whoever. It, it's always it's always going to be that way. And um, you know, I appreciate you answering the question every week because I'm sure I'm sure I have to ask you about the quarterbacks again next week. Oh well, I mean, look, it's part of it, and and I and I totally get it. I mean. You know, whenever I say that, I, I didn't mean that in any kind of way towards you either, Scott. I mean, you and I have talked about it plenty. Um, sure. I just, I just think that for the quarterbacks, you know, I mean, it's evolved so much, and even more so, they have a decision to make on every single play, um, even most run plays. There's not, there's not many plays where they don't have an option to, to throw the ball in an RPO or to pull it and run it or, or whatever the case may be. So. You know, I mean, I, I get it, and and I certainly understand the interest in the position. And you know, I think for whenever you have, whenever you have two guys that do play, um, even if it's a starter in a part-time role, you know, people are still going to want to ask. And and certainly, you know, again, you know, outsider's perspective, whenever you watch it, you know, you may feel well, this guy played better than that guy, or vice versa, um, and you know, feel like there's things that you're supposed to do and, you know, maybe this guy should be playing. So, I mean, I completely understand it, but, uh, you know, for us, it's the quarterback position certainly is a big piece of it. But like I said, everyone in this building, everyone in our, within our organization has a role to play. And it's very important. And, you know, the, everyone from the quarterbacks to the, you know, I mean, everyone from the quarterbacks to our training staff to equipment managers and coaches and everyone in between, we're all, you know, I ask them all, we just got to try to do our job just a little bit better to help this team win. Last thing um, on on the offense, coach. You you spoke about the the running game and the offensive line earlier, and you know the need to improve on on all the movement. What could you just expound on it a little bit? What goes into that, and and why you feel like that's a, a big key moving forward? Yeah. So in the run game, you know, you identify who you're working to at the second level, and you call out combinations to get there, right? And and everyone's got a different way that they call it, you know, guard, center guard, guard tackle, 
tackle tight end, backside uh, guard, backside tackle. Everyone's got a different way they call these combinations to get to the second level. And and what I'm saying when I say movement, um, you know, for people that that maybe don't don't understand it, um, they're teams are or run game or stunting against us in the run game. So they're moving the front, they're switching gaps and they're gap exchanging where the end comes inside and the backers loop out or vice versa. Um, and so what happens is, you know, you line up on the front, you identify it, you make the combination call to get where you want to go. And then on the snap, it moves, um, the D line, the linebackers, they stunt, right. And they get into different gaps. So then all of a sudden on the run, uh, you know, uh, a center guard combination might turn into a center guard and tackle combination on the run because the front all moved and everyone switched gaps. So th- those are the things that, that, sh- that we've got to continue to work through. And, you know, and Jeff and Bryant Ross, you know, they're, they're really good football coaches. Um, they work really hard at it. Um, they've got, you know, did a phenomenal job with us last year and got there, you know, as uh, just took some time to get to that point. Uh, and this group is really no different, you know, up front, even though we have some older guys by classification, it's still some guys that have not played a ton of snaps, but certainly haven't played a ton of snaps together. And, you know, I say it all the time. It, it's, you know, we, we have a saying around here that, that we've been saying for, for the last, you know, five years, you know, five equals one. And that's, that's what makes the offensive line so special is it, it's, it's one mind, you know, they're moving as one. It, it's, they're all on the same page. And, you know, and for the most part, those guys do a good job. They communicate really well, but, there's still a lot of things that, that they have that they've got to figure that they haven't seen yet, you know, and haven't done as a collective group that, that we're working through. And look, running the ball comes the quarterbacks need to throw it better. The receivers need to catch it better. You know, it sounds silly, but it makes it a lighter box. The running backs have to press the runs. You know, the tight ends are for us are certainly huge, you know, and huge, have a huge involvement in the run game. So got to play better on the edge. I mean, it's, it's when I say that it's not just the O line. It's everyone involved in the run game's got to do a better job, you know. And so um, I've got to do a better job, make sure I got us in, in good play calls, right, where we have advantages, uh, where our kids can see the identifications, where they can know what's coming. And I've got to try to formation it where we're not uphill and make sure that we're in good looks. And so again, you know, when you say everybody, it's everybody. And uh, you know that, but that's what I mean when I say we've got to work through the movement. Uh, that's what happened the last two weeks. And those teams, they do move a lot. They do stun a lot. But our league is kind of like that. Um, it's not a stagnant league. Um, it, it's a league where you've got a lot of moving parts on defense, a lot of pressures, a lot of movement. So, you know, we just got to continue to work it. We've got to continue to handle it. And uh, that's one thing I know about our guys is we're not scared of the work. South Alabama coming in Saturday, Coach. I know it's homecoming. That's There's a lot of... You know, fun things that surround homecoming from the outside. For you guys, it's another conference football game, and it's against an opponent that, you know, they're a one-point loss at UCLA from being undefeated this year. Now, I'd be lying to you if I said I've watched a lot of South Alabama, and I respect Coach Womack. I know they've they've been building over there. They've been improving year to year. Um, But I've, you know, I've read about their performances. I've I've seen some highlights, but – what stands out to you about this team? And I know there's still a lot of work to be done between now and Saturday, but a uh, a really good opponent coming to Cajun Field on Saturday for homecoming. Yeah, I mean, they're a good football team. Uh, you know, I, I felt that way last year. You know, um, ability-wise, that group, they've 
even before you know coach Womack got there last year even before that they, they've always had a lot of ability uh and last year they were a team that had to learn how to win they lost i mean you just look at the stretch that they lost to us on, on a chip shot field goal in a game that they came back and really you know i mean really should have won in the end um they lost to texas state i think in double or triple overtime uh, they they just had you know they had a bunch of games like that last year where they just you know had to find a way to they had to learn how to win together and this year they are they're putting it together uh, in UCLA certainly that wasn't a fluke you know they went out there and they played UCLA they went toe to toe and and really probably should have won the game in the end so um, it's a talented football team uh, I have not watched much of their defense yet uh, much of their offense yet uh, I'll do that this morning and meet with our defensive staff uh, but. You know, watching them, you know, and knowing what they like to do, they like to they like to take shots off of the run sets. Uh, they've got talented receivers that are coming back from last year. Uh, quarterback throws the ball well. They've had a lot of success through the air. Uh, certainly, you know, their offensive coordinator is a guy that's you know well respected in college football, and he knows what he's doing. He's got a good plan for it. Uh, they're able to mix it up, run and pass a little bit, uh, and really, like I said, they've got a good plan. You know, they've got. They've got their 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 run set set up the passes and vice versa. Um, defensively, I mean, they are really good up front. They've got a really good front seven. Their D line linebackers can really play. Their cornerbacks can test everything. Um, they're long. They can run. Um, they're built the right way on defense. And you know, uh, Kane is is a he's a really good defensive mind in and of itself. You know, I mean, we played against him when he was a DC at South Al before he went to Indiana, and he's really good at what he does. Uh, and you can tell he's got some influence on that defense and the way that he calls it, the way that it's called. But, you know, they've got a good football team. And for us, it's going to be a heck of a challenge. You know, they're the best team that we've played so far this week, this year. And I've said that every week, but it's true. Um, it's kind of built up all the way, you know, up until this week. And so, you know, for us, we're going to have to go out there. We're going to have to be on our A game. Um, they are going to move the front. They are going to plug backers. They are going to do those things. They're not going to give you easy throws on the outside. Um, we're going to have to protect well in the pass game. We're going to have to handle the movement up front. Uh, and certainly on special teams, you know, we got to get back to, to doing the things that we do. And we had a chance to really dominate the special teams phase against Monroe. And, uh, you know, we just, we, we didn't execute at the level that we, that we're accustomed to executing at. And, and those things are, those things are things that are always disappointing in hindsight, but you got to get it fixed for the next week. You know, special teams, we've got good players there and good scheme. Uh, we got to, got to win in that phase. So, you know, for us, there's, there's a lot of work to do this week. Um, really good opponent. And I, and I don't mean any, don't mean anything by it when I say this, but it's never about the opponents about us. It's always about us. We've got to prepare to go play our game and you go out there. And in the end, if you go play good football and you play the way in a way that you're proud of, if you end up coming up short, you can live with that. Uh, the last two weeks, though, we just haven't played to the standard that we want to play at. And that's the thing that we got to get back to is playing our standard, playing our type of football, uh, and playing, playing, with the, playing with a little bit of confidence and swagger that we know, hey, look, we can go out there and we go play well, we'll win the game, but we got to play well for four quarters. Last thing, Coach. It's the, the weather forecast for Saturday looks incredible. It's homecoming. Yep. It's a big opponent. Uh, what is your message to the Cajun fans for uh, just in general and in particular for this Saturday's game, and then we'll let you run? You know, my message to our fans is this. You know, our kids deserve – they deserve the support. You know, our kids, they work extremely hard. Um, 
we're a work in progress, you know, and we've got to, we've got to make progress. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Uh, but, you know, these kids are worth supporting, you know, no matter how you feel about, about, about the way things are happening, about, about the, you know, you know, play calling, coaching, whatever the case may be. Uh, the kids, our players are special, man. They're, they're great kids and they deserve the support from our fans. And, you know, they play foot, they play hard and they play football the way that it's supposed to be played. They go out there and they give everything they've got for the Cajuns every week. And they're going to do the same thing this week. Homecoming's always special. I think, um, not, not the events and things that go with it. You know, when you talk about the football team, but the fact that you're honoring the people that have been here before us, that have, that have laid the foundation down for us to be where we are today, to have the things that we have today and to be in the position we are. Um, it's always important to go out there and to go represent the things that, that those guys help build. And, you know, people say it all the time, but football is, it's, it's really, it's a, it's a brotherhood and it doesn't matter when you played, you know, for the, the, the guys that played here in the, in the seventies and the sixties and, you know, all the way through up until now, um, you want to go out there and you want to, you, you want to play in a way that, that, that honors what they've done and, and show a little gratitude for the things that they've done to help us get to this point. So um, I think homecoming always, always means a little bit more in that, in that aspect of it. You know, all the other stuff is, is for everybody else. You know, I, you know, our jobs to go, go win a football game for homecoming and, and make it memorable that way. Um, so, you know, tell the Cajun fans, man, just keep showing up, keep supporting them. This team, we, we've, we've got what we need to get where we want to go in the end. Uh, we got to make some progress, you know, right here pretty quickly, but uh, we got the right kind of, kind of kids in that, in that locker room. And we got the right kind of people in this building that are going to continue to work and, and get this thing on track and get it somewhere that, that we're all proud of in the end. Coach Michael Desimo has been our guest, Louisiana Raging Cajun football coach. Cajuns taking on South Alabama homecoming this Saturday. Coach, uh, win or lose, man, I always appreciate your time, your insight, and uh, just talking ball. And, uh, again, appreciate the time, and I know you got a lot of work to do. I'll let you get back to it. Thanks, Scott. We definitely got a lot of work to do. We're going to get to it. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate it. All right. All the best. Bye. Coach Desimo. You know, not a lot of coaches come in, win or lose, and give you 30-plus minutes. There's never a specific time limit I have on these things. Sometimes they go shorter. Sometimes they go longer. But he's never said, oh, I got to do this, got to do that. I know he wants to share things with the fan base, with the listeners. He knows the fans are upset. He's upset. They don't like losing. But it remains, I do appreciate him taking the time. Coming up next, NFL getting rid of a game none of us really care about. I'll explain. Open phone lines at 337-269-1077 as well. Don't go anywhere. CSP and Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app.
back into the Gray Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. We'll open up phone lines next hour. We're kind of running short on time. Got a couple of minutes here left this hour. The NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with a multi-day skills competition in flag football game that'll be played in Vegas the Sunday before the Super Bowl. Okay. Okay. I mean, who really cares about the Pro Bowl? I always say that. I don't watch it, and yet it draws numbers every year. It does. People watch it. They get into it. They bet on it. I guess people will bet on anything. I mean, I guess they'll bet on skills competition or flag football games. But you've had skills competitions in the Pro Bowl before. So that's not new. They're just trying to pass it off as something different. The truth is, the only thing that's new is they're going to play a flag football game. Pros are going to play. And how long is that going to last? Because I remember Robert Edwards, who had a great rookie year as a running back with the Patriots back in the 90s. I think it was 97. Young man out of Georgia. Great rookie season. Things are looking good. He plays in a beach flag football game where the side of the NFL Pro Bowl, one of the little skills competitions, had a brutal knee injury, and his career was pretty much toast after that. So, yeah. Now, they'll play. They'll goof around. They'll have fun. Really, no one's going to miss the Pro Bowl. Back in the day, players tried. Back in the day. Like back in the 80s and you know, kind of in the 90s. And then over the last 20 plus years, it's just turned into an absolute joke. What this is going to get rid of is, because you're still going to have, quote, Pro Bowl selections. It's going to get rid of all of those mediocre players to get to notch Pro Bowls under their belt because they were like the fifth alternate. Because the guys that go year after year are like, you know what, I just... Kind of tired from the season. I don't feel like flying across the pond. Yeah, I can make a little money by playing in the game, but I'm already, you know, worth a lot because I'm one of the best players in the world. So I'm going to go ahead and pass. Oh, and now another quote. So now the seventh quarterback in the conference. I mean, Trevor Simeon was a Pro Bowler one year, guys. Trevor Simeon. So that's gone. Now, if you're a Pro Bowler, maybe it'll actually mean something. Although, as long as fans still have a big vote in it, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. Fans not happy right now watching the Saints. Include me in that number. I don't blame you. We'll get into all the things going wrong with them. You'll hear from Dennis Allen. We'll hear from you guys. 337-269-1077. If you want to share some thoughts on the Cajuns and everything from the weekend in football, we're doing it. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues after this short timeout. We'll see you on the other side. The 8 o'clock hour coming up. CSP and Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.
The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by The Great Scott Show, the champion. With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Welcome into the Great Scott Show. The 8 o'clock hour has arrived. I don't know. I guess I'm feeling a little better than I was an hour ago. I was just in a just in a bad mood. Just in a bad mood. Misery Monday. Yeah. It's just football. It's just football. Time to regroup. But then I'll start talking about the Saints, and then all that kind of just goes out the window. I'm back to square one. I'm back to being upset. I'm back to being angry. Like, what do you do if you're the Saints? What do you do? Uh, you know, you play Andy Dalton. Coach's roadmap for horrible offense usually is, well, you change your quarterback. Try that. Oh, well, you can get rid of the play caller. Oh, you try something else. The Saints' issues aren't just on the offense, but they're all offensive right now. And they run deep on offense, and they need to change things quickly. And a lot of this right now is... He, look at this quote from Alvin Kamara to New Orleans.Football. He says, we got to find our swag. When we've been around here, we usually play with a different kind of swagger. I think we're missing that right now a little bit. Part of it is our fault. You can't turn the ball over. We've done that three weeks in a row now. we got to come up with more energy. we got to come out faster. We're coming out flat in these games, and that's why the teams are getting on us. End quote. That right there, we're coming out flat in these games. We don't have our swag. That's, that's not having Sean Payton. When you don't have the swag, when you come out flat, you make mistakes. When you make mistakes, you lose. The Saints have lost four fumbles in three games. Four. Do you know how many fumbles they lost last season? Total. The entire season. Five. You know how many turnovers they had in 2019? Back when they were a good football team? Whole season. Whole season. You know how many turnovers they've had so far this season in three games? Eight. Like, you, you've got Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara, Jarvis Landry, Mark Ingram. You should not be struggling to put points on the board, and yet... They've scored 13 points in the first three quarters combined of every game. They scored 38 points this year in the fourth quarter. And a lot of that, let's be honest, is cosmetic points. And now you got Michael Thomas dealing with a toe injury. Now you got Jarvis Landry dealing with an ankle injury. And obviously Jameis Winston with an ankle and broken vertebra. But come on. Come on. This offense is struggling right now. And for a lot of us, the thought of the Saints 
being a contender this year, and they might be, it's only three games into the season. If they fix the offense, sure. But it was that the offense only needed to be adequate. With the defense and the special teams, you just couldn't have a bad offense. And in three games, you've had a bad offense. They got to fix some things. They've got to. I mean, Coach Dennis Allen made it pretty clear he sees every single issue across the board on offense. And he's pointing out, look, it's it's not all on Jameis. There's lots of things. We had a field goal blocked. And he's right. It's lots of things. And he didn't play great. Fumbled two snaps, one kill to drive. He missed a number of reads. Probably should have been picked off more. Three three seven two six nine ten seventy seven. Let's head to the phone lines. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Am I up? Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Okay. Uh, well, I, I tell you what, I'm about ready to just turn football off for the rest of the season. Both of the teams that I pulled for have decided they're going to mail it in for the year and play like crap all season. So I don't really know why I want to worry about either one of them anymore the rest of the way. And uh, both teams have new coaches. Both teams have the same similar issues because of the new coaches. And the problem with new coaches is that head tends to be a little too hard when they're not doing, when they're not being successful with what they're doing, so they're going to prove that they're going to be successful with what they're doing by continuing to do it even more, which means where they decide to change their minds and try to do something else. So uh, it's, it's just going to be a hard ride. If, if anybody, it's going to be like watching bad a bad movie because instead of seeing your team playing at a hundred percent level you're going to see your team play at a 78 or 82 percent level which means they're going to lose the majority of their football games so and it's it's the same it's the same problem both teams and they're not going to learn and so what do you do well i i and i can go i i i, I, can I go back don't, and don't, I can point don't, to the problem don't 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 give don't give up on the cajuns right now don't give up on those guys. Oh, don't give up on the Cajuns? Let me tell don't you something. We were told, let's just put it like this. We were told when Mike was hired that there was not going to be a change of culture. I was, I was, could swear that's what I heard. Oh, they're keep the same culture, 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 culture. That's what we were told. And it, let me tell you something. The, the definition of culture means you do something a certain way, you get something, you get a certain desired result. And it, whether it's a social dis, the, the thing you do or whether you do it with a garden or whatever you do, you cultivate. Culture is the result of cultivating. Okay? When you start to change the way you cultivate something, you start to change the way the culture comes out. And the bottom line is, there were some changes made with the way they did training camp. There were changes made with the, the quarterback situation, and none of those have resulted in a prospect on the field that is as good as it could be. None of them, all right. And the th- and here's the problem. I know that I know that Billy took some coaches. I know that Billy took some players. I understand all of that. 
but Billy did not leave that cupboard bare. That cupboard still got plenty of groceries in it. There's plenty of talent on that football team for them to not have lost either of the last two games that they lost. All right, that's that, that's that simple. All right, and but you can tell me whatever you want to tell me to justify whatever it is you want to justify. Anybody can say it, justify anything they want to justify. The fact is that when you change the way you do things, make major changes, you're going to have major result changes. And look, I'm pulling for Mike. I am. I'm not. I don't want him fired. I don't want him run off. I'm not one of these people that say that. Well, you've what already you've already is, given up on him, apparently, Kyle. You've already given up on the team. Well, you said I've given it. up on the season. I've given up on the season oh, on both silly. of them because because I know that their problems were inflicted from the time training camp started. The Saints' problems. You want to know what their problem is? Their problem is they spent all of training camp not practicing. When you don't practice the whole training camp because you're afraid of getting guys hurt, well, guess what? You got healthy guys. You're just getting the crap kicked out of you by everybody else because they're all better than you. Chicago's better than the Saints right now. Right Atlanta's now. better than the Saints right now. Yeah. Carolina's obviously better than the Saints right now. Right now. So who are the Saints better than right now? Not too many teams. Tell me I'm wrong. No, right now, oh. you're, right now you're not. The Saints are a bad football team right now. And that's because they didn't practice. When you have the opportunity to practice, the reason you practice is to, to take advantage of that opportunity. As boring and mundane as it might sound, there is a reason for preseason. There's a reason for practice football. There's a reason to get guys together and say, hey, we got to get our act together, even if we hurt somebody. Even if somebody gets hurt, because if we don't play well, by your reason. Reasoning would would insinuate no 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 your reasoning would insinuate that at some point you know in week five or six they'll start improving but you're saying you're giving up on the season. I'm giving up, dude. As so is everybody else going to improve. That's the problem. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. You, you your opponents aren't going to get right. any worse. Well, I, I I'm, I'm, any I'm glad worse. you've given up on both seasons, Kyle. But I guess we won't hear from you until next year, then, because I guess you're not watching, and I know that's not true. I'm, gi- I'm giving up on being positive about okay. it. All right, I'm not all right. Sit around. You know I'm what? Not sit around I'll, and I'll, hey, 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 hey. I'll, I'll accept that. If you want. I'll accept that. I'll accept you saying you're not going to get. You know, you're going to give up being positive about the rest of the year. I'll accept that. Lie to yourself about the rest of the year okay you go ahead enjoy it bye lying to myself telling you not to give up on people good lord you think it's cool you think i'm sitting there saying yeah man the things are really great right now yeah they changed too much look ul should not use lose to ulm period it was a bad loss they played bad made a bunch of mistakes okay they went 16 and 0 against the sunbelt west until Saturday. You know, Billy went 40 and 12 in four seasons. He won a pair of Sunbelt championships. He played in the conference championship game. He did good. No, he didn't leave the cover bare, but there was a lot gone. Patrick Tony, Jabbar Jaluk, Mark Hockey, Darnell Stapleton, Levi Lewis, Lorenzo McCaskill, Percy Butler, Imani Bailey, Montreal Johnson, Makai Gardner, Kyron Lacey, Osiris Torrance, Max Mitchell, Shane Ballow, Ken Marks, Ryan O'Hara. I mean, I, Fry Gardner, I'm just not even 
even with that, they should not lose at ULM. Period. But don't give up on them. As far as the Saints go, I mean, their 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 offseason was different. They lost Peyton, but they added a lot. But don't don't tell me you're you know at, at least at least he was honest. He said, all right, I'm not giving up on him, but I'm just giving up on being positive, and that's fine. I wouldn't expect anyone that roots for either of those teams to be super positive on a day like today. Why would I? Why would I? But I'm more concerned about the Saints right now, if I'm being honest. Oof. Dennis Allen, head coach of the Saints after yesterday's loss. The, the ball being the most important thing, um, you know, and, and, and we did not play well in the first half. Um, the turnover was a big play uh, in the game. Obviously, the two missed field goals um, were big plays in the game. That's 13 points. Um, you know, we get back into the game and, and uh, you know, give up the explosive pass, miss a tackle, and, and, and the game was you know, kind of out of hand at that point in time. But, um, look, our guys fought, our, our guys competed. You know, we had some guys go down, some guys step up. Um, but we're going to have to regroup. We're going to have to play better. Can you put your finger on maybe why there were so many offensive penalties? I don't know, don't know for sure. A um, couple of them uh, I'm not sure I agreed with. Um, but but certainly, certainly that's something that we got to clean up because really – we're beating ourselves. We're beating ourselves with penalties. We're beating ourselves turning the football over, um, and, and that's that's got to stop. Yeah, I I, I I didn't see it. You know, uh, I looked at the replay. I, I wasn't sure what what it was, but I'm not going to comment too much on on any of that though. How about that illegal shift that, that killed the drive? When I mean, was that? Yeah, we had a little miscommunication in terms of alignment, um, and so uh, we got to clean that up. We got to be better there. Well, look, I, I don't know if surprise would be the word. You know, you know, we we uh, we got a lot of new pieces and and um, and really didn't get a chance to work as much. You know, in training camp, as we would have liked, um, but that's not. You know, we get, we got a job to do. We got to go out there and we got to we got to play better. We got to perform better. Um, we got to coach them better. And so it starts with me. And 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 uh, look, we'll head over to London. We'll get ourselves ready and and uh, have a good week of work. Get ready to go play the uh, the Vikings. You mentioned injuries. How significant? You seem like you're right before Yeah, yeah. Look, we um, you know. Uh, Mike injured a toe. Uh, Jarvis injured his ankle. Um, looks like Traquan had a concussion. You know, so um, you know we were really down to, you know, kind of at the end there. We we're really down to two receivers. So um, we'll have to evaluate, see where everybody's at, and how significant the injuries are, and um, see where we go from there. What are, what are some of the things you guys will look at or can do to fix some of the turnover issues that I think have? Well, look, I mean, the, the, you know, the one was they, they did a good job of ripping the ball out, you know. So, um, look, it's part of the point of emphasis. Um, 
and, and obviously we're not we're not getting em- emphasized enough because um, you know we've had it happen a couple of weeks in a row and we've got to clean that up you know um, and then look some of the some of the interceptions happen because you're trying to play catch up uh, and you, and you're pressing a little bit so um, you know I, I just think we got to I just think we got to, um, you know, we got to be better early on in the game. We got to execute better, um, and and so certainly I think that starts with us as a coaching staff. We got to put a good plan together and give our guys uh, a chance to go out and be successful. Dennis, obviously, so many things on offense that we've already talked about, but the microscope is so big on James Winston. What was your confidence level in his performance today? Yeah, look, I think everybody when you get in these situations is kind of looking for. Uh, you know, a, a, a place to to, uh, to place blame. Um, you know, th- th- there's enough mistakes to go around that that uh, uh, you know I don't really want to go there. Um, you know, I feel confident with Jameis. Certainly, we all need to do better, um, and and that's what we're going to do. And how about his health? I know he warmed up less uh, before the game. Or is he even more dealing with the pain and pain management than he was a week? Again, look, you, you would have to ask him those questions. Um, certainly, he's a he, he he's a he's a competitor. He's a battler. He's tough. Um, yeah, he's fighting through some things, um, and and uh, that's part of that's part of you know playing pro football. His back kind of stays how it is right now, or how much pain is it? I, I guess what would it take to consider quarterback change? Right? Well, I, I think this. I think I think all the elements around him have to play better. Um, and and uh, and so I, I think again, like everybody's looking for a place to uh, to go to look to place blame, but um, I, I think we got to play better as a football team uh, in all areas, um, and, and and not look to not look to individuals really. Dennis, how big of an issue is it right now? Teams blitzing and coming after Jameis. Seems like that's something that you all struggle with at times. Uh, is, is that because of his lack of mobility, or is that part of the? Well, package? yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure that's part of it, you know. And and each each uh, each week there's a different there's a different game plan. I know obviously there's a couple of zero pressures that we got, uh, you know, where there's going to be a free guy, and um, you know I thought they did a good job defensively of creating some pressure and and, and attacking us. But um, I think that's a combination of things. I think we got to do a better job. Um, you know, having our guys in, in position to succeed in those situations and, and sometimes take advantage of when people want to try to get aggressive with us. Will's been good, consistent for a long time. Does Mr. Kick in each game? How concerning? Um, well, I, I, he's got to kick it through the uprights, but I'm, I'm not. I got, I got plenty of confidence in Will Lutz. Okay, just so there's no misunderstanding. Kind of the guy picked up on what you were saying. But I'm not sure. You're saying you aren't at a point where you're looking at quarterback. No, that's, no, that's no. Look, we we got, we all have to play better, um, and and so uh, you know I'm not looking to single anything out. Obviously, we got to we got to make some corrections, and 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 we got to do a better job as a as a group. Was Chris Olave's kind of ability today, especially as guys started falling out with the positives? Yeah, look, I, I thought he did some nice things in the game. You know, obviously, uh, you know, we've been able to hit him on some explosive plays down the field. I think that's a good thing. Um, and and uh, certainly we want to continue to utilize him in that regard. Um, yeah, I thought he I thought he did some good things in the game.
All right, that is Dennis Allen. We got more post-game sound for you, including Jameis Winston, who, um, let's just say when he was asked about his pain threshold or the injury, stayed away from it. You know, whether you hear Jameis Winston, whether you hear Cam Jordan, whether you hear Chris Olave, whether you hear Ryan Ramchek, who all spoke after the game to the media, they all said, shoot, can't shoot ourselves in the foot. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot. Yeah. That's what the Saints are doing, and they're doing it a lot. And right now, they're a bad football team. They're a bad football team. And without any kind of rhythm and stupid penalties and major protection issues, you could talk about quarterback all you want. I'm not saying that, that, you know, this isn't even to defend Jameis Winston. He hadn't played good at all. This is only to say that it's more than, if you think that's going to suddenly just fix everything, they got a lot to work on and they get a lot of time together to do it. Across the pond, 8.30 a.m. against the Vikings. Well, it's a nationally televised game. It's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but it's not at 8.30 at night. It's at 8.30 in the morning, at least our time. And it ain't nighttime in London when it kicks off, so that's a bad thing. Because look, yesterday, they're playing the Lions. They're down. It's not prime time. It's not not everyone's talking about it. It's just kind of that CDE broadcast. On Fox. And guess what? Kirk plays pretty good. That's how it goes. Saints come back across the pond one and three. Oof. This is a can't lose game on Sunday. How's Jameis feeling about all that? Find out next. This is ESPN Live. You had the best ticket in sports. I'm Scott Brather. <laughs> He still hasn't given up his dream of becoming a member of the Beastie Boys. Mm, drop! Scott Prather on The Great Scott Show on ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. It does go well with the chicken. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. 827. Phone lines open 337-269-1077. You know, culture is a code word that gets used a lot in sports. And I don't have any issues with it. It it makes a lot of sense. The New Orleans Pelicans have their media day today. I usually attend it. Won't be able to this year. My guy Lynn Burton will be there though. And You know, a lot of folks talked about Willie Green changing the culture in New Orleans as the head coach. Stan Van Gundy, terrible hire, terrible coach in his one season in New Orleans. Um, And Willie Green, so far so good. You can look at the overall record. You could look at the team as a whole and see how the culture changed last year. When Billy Napier arrived at UL, the talk was culture. Culture. Culture, it, it... you know, another it's a it's a code word that gets used a lot. Another word that gets used a lot in sports is identity. What is this team's defensive identity? Yeah, you don't get you really don't get that one a lot. You usually get 
What is this team's offensive identity or what is this team's identity? Code word. I mean, if you're taking it at just, you know, language based, then it's like, well, they're the name of their team. No. The identity of a team matters. And for the good teams, they have a pretty clear understanding of what their identity is. And, it, it, you know, for some teams, maybe it's it's there right out the gate. For others, it kind of takes place after a couple of games. But last year, the Saints won nine games, were nearly in the playoffs, and got dealt a lot of bad hands. Tons of injuries. Players lost, COVID stuff. We could go across the board. That was last year. But the point is, they're, they're, it, didn't it feel like they had a pretty clear identity last year? Coach Payton. And I, I said to a lot of people that cover this team before the season that it surprised me that the betting line for this team and the Super Bowl odds and everything else was longer odds this year than last year, considering all they had lost. And I said, how much of that is the Sean Payton impact? And many said, yeah, it's probably a little. Turns out it might be a lot. It's only three games. It's only three games. They got 14 more. But I said last week, if they look bad against Carolina, then you can maybe start lifting up that button, and maybe you need to hit the panic button. Maybe you need to hit it. Maybe you need to start worrying a little. And yeah, and guess what? They 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 came out, and they looked really bad against a bad football team. Let's not act like Baker Mayfield was rolling around making all these amazing plays. Baker was bad, okay? And the fact that the Saints still lost to them by eight points the offense right now. The Saints defense isn't bad. It's not. It's not great. Maybe it's not quite as good as we thought it would be, but it's it's doing its job. But the Saints offense is bad. If they had any kind of adequate offense, any kind at all, they wouldn't have a losing record right now. They wouldn't lose to bad football teams, but they have zero cognitive offense. None. None. They can't pick up a blitz to save their lives right now. And as Alvin Kamara said, you know, we just got to find our swag. Turnovers. They, they, they lost five fumbles all of last season because they were a team that the margin for error was so slim based on the overall roster. They already have four lost fumbles in three games. They had eight turnovers in the entire 2019 season. They already have eight turnovers in three games. They had seven penalties for 58 yards. Ah, well, you're battling injuries, this, that, and the other. The offense couldn't do squat, or as my man Jim Moore would say, diddly-poo for three quarters, and that's been the case three weeks in a row. Oh, you need to run more hurry-up. It's been the best part. What you need to do is figure out a way to have a real sustained drive coming out of a huddle. You can't run hurry up for an entire game. You'd be throwing up everywhere. Oh, man. 
How are they going to fix this? This is what the coaching staff has to figure out. Get your quarterback, whoever it is, to succeed. Because if you don't start finding out how to win games now, it's going to catch you on the back end. Because the Saints were competitive last year. Say what you want. The offense isn't competitive right now. Oh, you know, it's three to three with eight minutes left in, in the in the fourth quarter in week two against Tampa Bay and the calls it okay. You just said it. Three to three. You had three points. Oh, you know, whenever the offense started going no huddle, yeah, cosmetic yards. You know what Carolina did that Atlanta didn't? They saw, okay, yeah, we might have a lead here, but we're gonna go ahead and we're still gonna blitz them. We're not just gonna let them have all these nice yards. Matt Millen, oh, he's getting into a rhythm. God, dude. Matt Millen, my God. Not only is he an underrated player, John, but he's also a great football player. Boy, thanks for that analysis. I'm usually not one to bag on announcers, but good Lord. Come on. Come on. Jake emails. He says, Scott, how much do you think they missed Deontay Hardy yesterday? I I don't. Whatever. He's a good player, all right? He's been an all-pro. He's great as a returner. Uh, with all the other injuries they have at receiver, maybe he would have been involved in the offense, but he didn't play because he's hurt, and he's hurt a lot. And you had all this depth at receiver, and, and now it's starting to crumble away. Paulson Adebo finally played, but Marcus May didn't. Matthew, in week one, had a game-changing play, but he hadn't really had those since. And I don't even want to sit here and, and, and bag on the defense because if the offense was even close to league average, this team would be fine right now. So offensively, dare I say the only way to go is up? No, I'm not going to say that because I don't want to tempt the football gods. (sighs) Don't give up on them yet. Jake DeLome told me, guy I trust, trust his opinion a lot. He played in the league a long time. He knows a lot more football than me. He said, you wait until week five or six to really judge a football team. That's when you get to see who's who. The Saints are trending downward right now, so they better start trending upward the next couple of weeks. Because based on Jake DeLone's clock, this offense looks like this in two to three weeks. Start looking at draft position. Oh, yeah, they don't have a first round. A lot of other stuff in the NFL yesterday, which we will get to in the last segment. The butt punt. Shout out Thomas Morstead. Two attack of a low of the Dolphins. I mean, they what a great win for them. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are incredible. Are the Jaguars good? Or is Urban Meyer just that bad? I mean, they, they didn't just go to LA and beat the Chargers. They they put it on them. The Eagles look stacked. There's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff happening. And then teams like the Saints and the Bengals and the Chargers and the Cardinals, they got more talent than a lot of teams in the league. And you look at some of the losses they've already had, oof, that ain't good. More on that in the final segment. But right now, Jameis Winston facing the media yesterday after the loss. It's had better execution. Don't shoot ourselves in the foot. Do you feel like you, you know you guys got to do to find that better execution? 
Yeah, and we're going to continue to work at it. And that's how we actually had to wait. How did you back to Yeah, again, the most important thing is us executing, right? That's it. We can't shoot ourselves in the foot. We got to find a way to finish drives, and we will. James, you know all the talent you guys had in the season. Are you surprised with the struggles of the offense so far? Uh, I, I believe in every guy that we have, uh, and I know uh, together we're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to get better. We're going to continue to learn each other. Uh, we're going to find ways uh, to be more productive. The, the penalties and turnovers were obvious. You said shoot yourself in the foot. But anything in the passing game or decisions you made that, that you look back on or anything that – no, we just we, we just we can't beat we can't put ourselves in, in long down a distance, uh, and that's just on us. We gotta we gotta execute better. Penalties, like we just we can't have penalties. We can't shoot ourselves in, in the foot. Like that's that that's all a part of execution. Like that's pre-snap things. You had a rough day with your right receiver injury-wise. How confident are you that they'll be able to come back? And obviously, some guys didn't fill in and step up. Yeah, we got a bunch of resilient guys, right? Uh, I know Marquez came in, stepped up, had a big catch for us. Chris Alave Chris uh, did, did his job today. He did a good job. Uh, hopefully, we get these guys back and rolling and uh, get us a win in London. I, I, I know it's been a microscope on one series, but not being able to finish that drive after the deep uh, pass to Olave, was that a big momentum killer, you think, in this game? No, I mean, every drive matters, um, and, and certain things uh, lead to another, but as a team, collectively, we have a good defense. We have great special teams. We have a great offense. Uh, every team has to hold their end in the stick. And when we shoot ourselves in the foot, that limits us. So we just have to do a better job, especially offensively. That's all I can control, uh, executing and, uh, and being more proactive. And, uh, and I know we got a bunch of guys that, that, are, that are bought in and, are, and are, are willing and able uh, to execute. Is your back going to be able to get better as long as you're still playing the season? Or is it just like something you're going to be dealing with the rest of the year? Uh, I, I think it's going to get better. Uh, I believe it is. But uh, my focus is on us trying to find a way to finish drives. That's that's my main thing. So, I mean, it's like you landed on your back a lot today. So, I, I don't know, like, every time that happens, is that just a pain thing? Or it's, a part, it's part of the game. You, you're going to. You, you're going to get hit. Um, uh, the, offensive job, the offensive line did a good job protecting me. You know, they have a tough defense. They have schemed up some things, and they found a way to still get a hit on me. Uh, that's just them being, being who they are. The, the communication I saw, the, the blitz is like, what, what does that have to do to kind of get to be in that perfect place that I'm sure you guys are? Uh, I mean, we, we had a good plan. I, I think they, they did a lot of zero pressures, and when you run zero, uh, you can't block, block them all. Uh, so having, having schemes, we, Pete did a good job scheming up plays to get the ball out of our hands. Uh, and sometimes the only, sca- only sack that we had uh, was uh, in the red zone where uh, we got sacked and it wasn't, in, it wasn't out of field goal range. And we just had a, again, we put ourselves in long down and distance. Uh, and we had a, a, lo- a longer developing play and they brought zero and we couldn't, couldn't block them all. So uh, that, that was unfortunate there. James, when you have a, a game like this, as a quarterback of the team and you feel like um, it's a good moment for leaders to step forward or you all feel like, hey, this is just a bad game to move on? I think all of us, all of us are uh, accountable 
And, uh, and we, we receive anything that's going to come with this. I believe all of us are going to dig deep uh, and find a way to persevere. Uh, that's a part of this game. Uh, obviously, our, lead, our leaders are called upon to step up in these times. But I think as a football team, that's the most beautiful thing about a football team. Uh, you individually have to assess yourself uh, and find a way to get better and what you can do to help this team. Well, I think just, you know, my connection with them, you know, uh, since I first got here, I've been uh, taking more reps than them than uh, any of the other three receivers that I have. So uh, definitely our, our, um, our connection uh, and, and both of those guys are just real tough individuals and they're long and uh, attack the ball really well. Yeah, you know, my first year here, we was one and two. Uh, you know, so this this team, this organization has been here before. Uh, so we're just going to find a way to persevere uh, and, and get on a run and, again, look in, assess ourselves, and find a way to, to, to get better. James, it seemed like there was a moment on the sideline you were very frustrated um, on camera. Was that just a general frustration of how the game was going or something specific that happened in the game that you were frustrated about? Uh, you know, I, I, I'd say prior to trying to keep my poise, you know, it probably was a reaction of something that I saw uh, on the screen or something. Uh, I don't think it escalated uh, from there. Uh, uh, looks can be very deceiving. Are you comfortable running football right now? Well, I think... You're not wanting to run because of the you, are you talking about me individually? Yes. Yeah, my, my job is to, is to throw the football and get it to the athletes uh, around around me. You know, I, I think uh, we've been doing a good job schematically getting some things out, but when it's third and, and long distances, teams are playing, are, are clamping on everybody, and they probably got a guy watching me. You know, when we have the third and ten versus third and four, uh, it's a different situation uh, when it comes to using your feet, using my feet. I don't do a lot of, we don't do a lot of RPO things, so uh, you know that's just not part of the off, this offense. Thing like physically, it seems like you feel comfortable making every throw that hasn't been limited by anything you're dealing with. No, no, nah, nah, we just got we just got to continue to get better and uh, and find a way to persevere. And the trust you've developed in Chris Olave, double-digit targets two weeks in a row, is that? Is that well, I think I, I think I think that that was I mean that that was brought on upon us. You know, Jarvis, Jarvis, and Mike, we lost them. You know, uh, in the fourth quarter. So uh, you know, that's that's how that ends up happening. Did you talk to like? Alvin at all, and Chris Fumble, is that something you say, look, he knows? Man, I, that's probably the first time I've ever seen Alvin Fumble. Like, he, he's, he's resilient. He's going to be okay. Uh, but it's our job as a team to have his back. You know, he's going to be fine. Uh, AK is one of the best players in this league, you know. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think he's going to think twice about it. He's just going to keep on getting better uh, and find a way, find a way to, to uh, be a better Alvin. You know, not really say much of anything. Jameis was very guarded throughout that whole thing. Didn't want to give an inch on the injury. Didn't want to, you know, are you hesitant to run because you're hurt? My job is to throw the ball. How is your injury impact? Pain? Is the injury impacting your throws at all? You know, we just got to clean up mistakes. That was seven minutes of, eh, let me try to say the right thing and make sure I never say the wrong thing. And it was a whole lot of that after the game on Sunday. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. We'll take a look at the rest of the NFL, what unfolded over the weekend and on Sunday. You got Giants-Cowboys tonight. Yay. Okay. Don't know if I'll be watching much of that one. 
but I probably will. It's the NFL. Who am I kidding? I mean, I never watched the Pro Bowl, which the NFL's now gotten rid of and are replacing it with a whole bunch of other things, which if you missed that, you can read about it over at ESPNLafayette.com and on the ESPN Lafayette app. But what was the most impressive win in the NFL yesterday? I'll tell you next. It's the Great Scott Show on a Monday. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. He was the 1991 state champion in Nintendo. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. You're dang right I was. Dang right I was. Proud of it. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. It's the Great Scott Show. We'll get to the phone lines here in just a second. The Dolphins' most impressive win of the weekend. Most impressive win of the weekend. Colts, cool. They beat the Chiefs. The spread in that game felt odd. Wasn't super shocking. Chiefs played bad. Miami played Buffalo, who looked like world beaters the first two weeks. And they did it despite the butt punt. They did it various ways. And Mike McDaniel is pushing all the right buttons right now. Tua Tagovailoa has been unlocked. Although I don't know if he should have been put back into the game after he got concussed. The NFL's looking into that. And remember, their owner, who is suspended right now, wanted Sean Payton and Tom Brady before McDaniel and Tua. He was ready to punt on Tua. Good thing he didn't. There is not a more, I mean, as far as one and two receiving cores go, on any team, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They're number one. They're number one. Talk about scary. The Eagles look great. They're in a weak division. They're going to pile up a lot of wins. They're probably going to be the one seed in the NFC. Just look at who they get to play a lot. They get to play the NFC East. Who you'll see in prime time tonight on Monday Night Football. I mean, they just dominated. Carson Wentz again. They make changes, put in a new play caller last season. It's working. Jalen Hurts has been unlocked. Well, he wasn't that, he wasn't as accurate as he is now coming out. You know what? Neither was Josh Allen. Both of those guys weren't super accurate. There's things such as progression and getting better in the NFL, and some of the best quarterbacks in the league, all of the best quarterbacks in the league have done it. They've done it. They've done it. Packers get by the Bucks. Raiders, maybe the only team in the league thus far more disappointing than the Saints. They've lost three games they easily could have won, unlike the Saints. I, I mean, I, nothing easy about that game yesterday. Jeez. But Devontae Adams, all this talent they added, Chandler Jones, they're 0-3 in that division. They are more disappointing right now than the Saints, Chargers, Cardinals, and Bengals, who all at one and two are extremely disappointing. And speaking of bad primetime games, Niners, Broncos last night, oof. Oof. The opposite of Jimmy Garoppolo, as far as his physical appearance, not maybe his play last night. That game was ugly. You know when Dan Orlovsky's trending on Twitter because of a safety, it's, it's bad for him and it's bad for whoever did the same thing. Cody Kessler ran out the back of an end zone, too. But for some reason, Dan Orlovsky is the one everyone remembers. But Jimmy G, right, he runs out the back of the end zone, avoids a pick six. Somehow, 
He just falls into good things, it seems, although the Niners lose 11-10 to in a game where offense went to die last night. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. we got time for one more call. And if this is who I think it is, my first question is, where have you been, Coach Mitch, my friend? How are you? I'm doing fine, Scott. How are you? Man, I haven't heard from you in like a year, man. You've been all right? I was worried about yeah. you. Yeah, Scott. Nothing. Hey, uh, I was standing strong and fighting like everybody else, surviving that corona pandemic crap. Well, that said, I've been thinking about you all, and I've been listening. I was listening all the mornings. I just went into a complete shutdown and said, guys, time to listen. It's time to listen more and talk less. And that's what I've been doing with you guys. And, man, y'all been keeping me up to date, making me laugh. I mean, I'm in the backyard on my knees sometimes over this over the year that you're talking about, and I'm laughing my butt off, and I'm saying, boy, I said, one day I'm going to call the guys, but I got to keep this going, man. This feels good. <laughs> man, it's great to hear from you, Coach. Man, I'm, I'm glad you're doing good, man. Tell me what's on your mind. I am. I am. Scott, I'm going to make this short. Scott, you just gave me everything that I missed yesterday in the NFL because I was unable to watch any game, had family, things doing going on, and we had to do all of that and basically didn't watch a game. So you just brought me up to snuff with that last, what, Three minutes of the NFL news. That said, going to UL, I want the fans to understand, guys, everything is fine. <laughs> Please don't pull no panic button. And, Scott, you mentioned the progressions just now. Guys, because De- Desimo knows this process, and his staff knows this process. He has an experienced staff, and those guys know what they're doing. Coach Matt Beatorden. And Coach Leger and them are all connected here. Everybody calm down. What happened out there? Wow, what a great lesson for the for the football players, for the for the team. Because it's good to find out where your weaknesses are. It's unfortunate sometimes at the end of finding out you come up short in points and some people call that a loss. That's okay. We still got a lot of conference game. It's early, guys. And somebody said it's homecoming, Scott. Is that true? Yep, that's this Saturday. So, guys and girls, let's get out there, wear that red beard, and let's go out there and get that vermilion and red on, and, man, let's go have a funky good time. Don't forget, guys, we're the defending conference champ. Everybody chill out. And, 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 and I pray for our brothers and them up north, you know, because they've been struggling. It's not that I wanted them to defeat us, no. But, Lord, I know they need it because the program's been hurting up there, and somehow or another they was able to pull us off. But we're going to be better for it, yo. Stick with Coach Dez, man. Dez knows what's happening. Thank you, Scott. Y'all keep it up. I'm on. I'm listening, and I'll grab a call every now and then. All the best, Coach. Thank you. All the best to y'all, Scott. Keep it up at, at the radio station. Y'all doing an outstanding job with sports reporting. Thank you. Coach Mitch, he's all right, y'all. He's all right. Man, I, I mean it. I was hearing, I'd see people out and about. They'd be like, man, is, is where we hadn't heard Mitch in a while. Is he okay? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't heard from him. That was great. You know what? I started the Monday in a bad mood. Hear from Coach Mitch. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good now. Just don't get me talking about the Saints because my mood will change in a hurry. In a hurry. It was a long day yesterday, man. Had the youngest vomiting everywhere, too, all over the house. 
you know, when they're real young and they're not really sure yet, like what vomit is, and they're like, what's happening? Oh, God, oh, right here. Okay, let me on this blanket. Okay, now on the carpet, now here. And the dog's in there trying to catch it. It's just, you know, it's, I'd say I'll spare you the details, but I just gave you plenty of them. Hope she's feeling better today. Hey, uh, yes, it is homecoming this week. I uh, will be a judge in the Paint the Town Red Contest, which uh, takes place throughout the day tomorrow. So I will not be in tomorrow morning. Uh, Big Blaze and Nasty Nick will be hosting. They've done a great job filling in for me when I've needed them to. They will host tomorrow morning. They'll have open phone lines. Jay Walker, who typically joins me on Tuesdays, Jay's going to be in with me Wednesday this week. We'll do a little Wonderland Wednesday. We'll do one-hit wonders. So actually good music on Wednesday. And, of course, we'll talk plenty of ball and more. I will talk to you guys then. In the meantime, have a great week. The Dan Patrick Show's next on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. The NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. I'm Scott Prather, and I'm telling you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1420 to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code 1420 only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Select their only. Bonus issued is free bets. One boost for eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and waiver restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football term. License and partner Gold Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem call 1-877-770-STOP.